When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Don Amaro, and this is Through the Fire, a podcast about overcoming adversity, reframing misfortune, and celebrating courage. On this show, you're going to meet some really incredible people who have been through some heavy stuff, but they've come through the other side, and the hope is that you're encouraged and inspired by the words that you hear. My guest today is third-generation singer-songwriter Kelly Prescott. While she appears to have it all together on stage, and she does do a very good job, if you've not seen her on stage, please go see Kelly Prescott. There is no doubt that she's been through some fires behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited that I get to have Kelly Prescott with me here on Through the Fire. I'm going to do this to start because I was thinking about this. I've been a bit quiet since you walked in because I always feel like when we connect too much, then I'm robbing too much of the moments we get to share here. (laughs) But Kelly Prescott is one of the finest singers in this country. I, and I'm not, just, I'm not just blowing smoke. I don't say that all the time. Not only that, one of the finest performers in this country. I've seen you perform so many times. And every time you perform, you move me to the core with what you do. And you are just so brilliant. And I'm just so glad that you said yes to being here with us. So thank you. Wow. Okay, well, here. I'm just going to cry right off so, that. So we're so, off to a great start. Well, the other thank thing you. is, is when you're done listening to this podcast, go find her music. If you haven't heard of her stuff before, it's, it's really worth it. Well, first like and follow this podcast and then go look for Kelly Prescott because it'd be well worth the search. So, Well, I feel the same way about you, my friend. And I, I think the first time we met was at a songwriter series when I asked you before I even met you right. to sing with me. That's right. Yeah, to yeah. To do a duet yeah. and together. Dylan, my my guitar yes! player, also. Yes, and then he played with me. After. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I he just came... uh, the second I heard your voice, I I just fell in love. And um, when I knew that we were doing that songwriter series mm. together in Toronto, at Hughes Room, I, I wrote you and I was like, dude, please, <laughs> you don't know me, but please well, sing with me. Well, I mean, again, it only took me one quick search to f- to hear what you do, and I was like, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm signed mm-hmm. up for, for what you do. So glad you're here. Well, thank you for having me. Um, how's things going in the music world with you these days? Probably always crazy. Always right? crazy. Well, you know, after the last two years, it's it's so nice to be back at it, as I'm sure face you feel face. the same way. Yeah. No more Zoom. No more. Yeah. Oh, no more. <laughs> it's just no more um, online performances. I think that really... I got tired of performing in front of my camera oh, on my computer. Wasn't it the worst? It was the worst. Yeah. yeah. There's just no, there's no energy. You're not, you're not getting that uh, feedback from the audience that sort of fuels you, and yeah. that adrenaline is non-existent in the online. That world. energy, yeah, yeah, that sort of reciprocated thing that happens with Absolutely. with us and our audiences. So we, we've missed you. We have missed you big time. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. But yeah, crazy summer. We were on tour for what five, six weeks with Dallas mm-hmm. Smith. And, That's right. Um, and then yeah jam-packed summer of fun and festivals so we were talking about this a second ago about about how we've crossed paths 
couple years ago. I think it was still COVID life because you were you guys were doing the hotel concert on the rooftop yes. of the hotel. Yeah. And you told me about y- your dad. So so again, those of you that don't know, uh, Randall Prescott, Kelly's dad. So you're you're a third generation musician. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you think I would know better by now? Like. <laughs> Two generations that, but it's worked. It's worked it's, not 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 only for your folks, but also for you. And yes. you know, and like yeah. the, 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 there's there's a path that's been carved that yeah. you've been able to sort of. Would you say you found your footing thanks to your folks, or? Um, honestly, I I would say that I rebelled a little bit because okay. of my folks. Okay. I think I I never took. Um the same path they did. And I, I was always like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to do something mm. different. So I, I think that I made it a little harder for myself by mm. not always listening to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And um, musically just, yeah, changed directions so many times that um, I think it was probably, uh, yeah, a little slower. I mm. always like to take the really long way around. So, Which is sometimes the better way. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it builds character, right? It has to. <laughs> I think it has. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of character. Well, look, at, right? look at your character. Look, you, you, must have, you must take a long road <laughs> to get here. It took a long road. <laughs> Believe me. It took every long way possible. So A lot of stuff to see, I'm sure. Oh, hey. The detour is the best part. <laughs> it's where you so, see all the weird stuff. Randall Prescott last year won the Alan Slate Humanitarian Award. Yeah. Am I right? And well, then, Canadian Pacific Railway, yes. yes our, yeah. our work for uh, right. CP Holiday Train. Right. Yeah. And then this year, a Hall of Fame inductee into yeah. the CCMAs. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, the right time. It's really nice to mm. see him finally be recognized for that because he was just, you know, a lot of people don't know. I mean, he was just such a behind-the-scenes guy. He was obviously in, in bands as well, but, um, I mean, I think they won studio or producer of the year, something 10 years in a row in the 90s. And mm. um, I mean, Juno, three-time Juno winner, Grammy-nominated. Like, he's just, mm. he's done it all. So he's done a lot of things. It's really nice to see him be recognized this year. And it came at such a good time because it's been a a very tough well, two years on him. This is what I'm getting at. So when we, we met on that rooftop, when you were doing the, the outdoor rooftop gig at the hotels, yeah. um, you had mentioned that your dad was very, very ill. And... Yeah. Randall is still with us, so you yes. know, we're happy to say. And um, but, uh, what was that piece like for you? Because you had kind of dropped everything and went to move in with your folks. Yeah, well, um, it, honestly, it couldn't have happened. This is a horrible thing to say, but it, it couldn't have happened at a better time. Uh, it, it would have happened, um, I guess, February twenty twenty one. No, yes. Oh God. Mm. Um, So we were at our, we were where we were living at the time and uh, driving actually back to my parents' place. And I I got a phone call from my brother. I actually missed like 12 calls or something, but we were out of service and um, finally got home and and saw these these calls and nobody was home. And I thought that was really weird because there's Mm. always somebody home. Mm. Um, But yeah, my dad had had a stroke. He had, uh, he was alone at the time in his Mm. hillbilly hot tub. He makes the weirdest shit but um he he yeah built this like hot tub in the garage and uh anyways he was alone luckily he had his phone but he just sort of in the hot into tub it in the hot tub so right right away a miracle that yeah he made it just that alone was like mm-hmm. wow um so yeah 
had a stroke. Um, my mom raced home, managed to somehow get him into the car, got him to uh, the emergency room, and they got him straight to Ottawa because we, we, they, where I'm from, it's about an hour away from the biggest major hospital. Mm-hmm. So got him in, and, I mean, they caught it in time. I mean, in time enough that there was no permanent damage. I mean, I always joke with my dad that if he had lost his sense of humor, I would have just sent him out on an ice mm. flow. So um, <laughs> luckily he's still All sharp intact. as a tech. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, his humor is inappropriate and hilarious as ever, but. So you, you get it from your dad. Yeah, I guess. Okay, right yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pam like him. Um, yeah, it was, it, I just never expected it. Cause my dad is so young at heart and mm. so healthy. He's, yeah. he, he's not a smoker. He's not a drinker. He's not, but he eats like a bird. So mm. all the things, it was just so strange. So anyways, yeah, we, we kind of dropped everything and, and moved in. Cause, um, it was also in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so is it, was it, was it the, the pull to kind of just be closer to dad, be there as a support? We're in a For pandemic. My mom, kind of all or, of that? Yeah. I mean, my, my brother lives 10 minutes away too, and he's got two young kids. So mm. it just all worked out really well that we had the time we weren't mm. on the road. We were kind of locked up anyways. So, um, it worked out really well that we could sort of, uh, designate some time to, to take care of my family. And so weird, you know, you, you grow up, you never, you know, that life is short and blah, blah, blah. But mm. to, to watch your parents go through something like that is yeah. you just don't, you're never prepared for it, you know, mm-hmm. especially uh, my dad, my dad is just so active and he's such an outdoorsy person. And for him to feel so trapped in his own body and not be able to do anything. So basically it was, he, he was in the hospital for about three, four months, I guess. And mm-hmm. because of COVID, we, my mom and I had to go through like full PPE training and the mo- we looked like we were going to space okay. basically. Yeah. So the full mask, the shield, a hairnet, um, like robes, the whole way to, down. To support for, your dad through this. Yeah, yeah, well, just to be in the hospital. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So right. every day we had to go through all this stuff. So Were we, you in the room like that? Yeah. I, I couldn't take it off <laughs> while I'm in the room. So I'd be hanging out with my dad for three hours and <gasps> full workout. Yeah, exactly. It was like, hey, dad. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the, uh, quite a weird time. To so how long was hospital. he in for? I guess three, three or four months. Okay, really? I think, yeah, Briere in Ottawa, and um, mm. it was. Uh, I was just so. Was that was part of the him being there for rehabilitation, like like physiotherapy yes, it was stuff? To all be. that. So he was paralyzed left side, um, and uh, when we finally got him home, I, I mean things were going okay, and then my dad, like me, tends to take on a little too much, and he he thought he was doing okay and then he had a fall and mm. broke a couple bones and it, it had a concussion and it was a major setback so he wasn't trying to get in the hot tub again was he <laughs> i wouldn't be tub? surprised <laughs> okay. no i i don't even know i think he's trying to let the dog out or something oh, but okay. um yeah another setback so we stayed we were only supposed to stay a couple months but it just kept going right. on and on but you know that was the time that ted lasso came out wonderful and, show Honestly, it's crazy. To this day, my we'll still I'll go home and hang with my parents, and we'll put on Ted Lasso, and it's like we've never watched it. Like right. we laugh and cry, and 
it's it's a crazy thing, but I actually give credit to Ted Lasso for getting us through that period. Mm. I know Fair it sounds enough, yeah. really well, strange. I, I know but it got us through some stuff. It, our... it was just that in such a heavy time, it was like that one hour in the day that we could just turn everything off and mm. laugh and cry and just feel good. So part as of your family. therapy was Ted Lasso. It really was. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was uh, pretty special to have that show at the time. So that show still means a lot. We were actually just home uh, last last week, yeah, and we had it on again. Yeah. <laughs> How many times we watched? I don't even know. But my dad went to bed early, as he always does. But um, it was funny. The next morning, I came out. We were having coffee together. He's like, "I listened to you guys laugh for hours." He's like, "I didn't hmm. fall asleep because it was just so beautiful to hear right. you guys laughing together as a family." And he's like, "I can't believe after you know this much time and the amount of times you've watched it that you still get that much joy out of it." Hmm. So I had to explain to him, I was like, dad, you were in the hospital. Like this was what got us, it's what got us through. And it was just a nice little reprieve from the reality of what was going on. Of what, yeah. So anyways, thanks. Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate (laughs) that. So your your dad, he had lost the left side of his body, lost mobility. How is that now? Um, Well, you'll see tomorrow. He's still... Like his his left arm is still he can do about that much, mm-hmm. and he's making progress every time we get home. He doesn't okay. see it because he's living it day to day. Right, but he's making great progress. It's mm. so nice to see. Um, he still can't play guitar, and that's killing him a little bit. So when I go home, um, <laughs> he makes me play the left hand, and he plays right. So we sit together. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I roll my eyes, but it's actually it's pretty sweet. That Are we you get kidding to do that. me? That's the stuff that's going to carry you through into the next life right you know those are the memories that are going to get special for a long time yeah. Yeah. and he can still play harmonica so that's okay once he discovered that he was like okay yeah yeah okay and he got this uh, special bike that they make for stroke patients and it's uh, he's he's biking like 20 kilometers a day or something now hmm. and it's amazing so um it's nice I'm not sure like i could do 20 kilometers a day right now <laughs> I know. I'm like, your left leg doesn't even work. Right. How is this possible? But yeah, yeah. no, he's love it. He loves it. He's he's so active. Well, as much as he can be so living y- with half a body. You keep talking about your dad and you have the, you, I think you always have this glow about you. And I think you do. But but when you talk about your dad, there's this other level that I'm sensing from you. About your dad. Have you always been this close to your dad? No. Have, no. Okay. No, my God. Okay. All <laughs> no. right. So when, a, when did this, this, because uh, I mean, a lot of pay, parents and their kids and you go through this phase where you're like I don't want to be near you or be did you guys have that at some point in time in your history yeah yeah we did he had a tough he's my my dad great human but he's at the worst luck with health he Mm. had he had the worst case of kidney stones in Canada for about 10 years he passed I mean the record like it's a record or something how many kidney stones he passed and um, I didn't even know there's a thing that they kept track of yeah it was I like hope I never touched that it's record insane it, he he went through hell in the 90s and mm. ended up selling the whole studio got rid of everything kind of left the industry for a while and uh that was really tough and mm. um he was in pain all the time so he was not himself, not himself yeah um, so while I was hitting late teen years, uh, we kind of, we tough fell out. Tough years for, for you, probably tough yeah, years for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I, yeah, when I went off to college, we 
Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk for a while. There were there were mm. a couple of rough years there where we're just so similar too. Mm. That's really difficult. My mom and I are are not as much alike, so right. we've always been way closer. We get along mm. really well. She's my best friend. I love my mama. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my dad and I just we can we can either it's all or nothing. Right. We yeah. either want to kill each other or love each other so much. And right. it took a while to get over that. But as soon as we did, like, you know, since I was in my early 20s, mm. we've been so tight. Okay. I mean, we talk every day on the phone. Right. He FaceTimes me every day. Donna Merrill here just taking a quick break from the podcast. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I, I left home at 17. And, I did too, actually. And I, but I, I literally communication with my folks dropped. Off. I mean, I love both my folks. My, I lost my dad a couple of years ago, but yeah. my mom, you know, she and I talk once every month or two. Wow. Which is really odd um, when I think, especially when I hear about people who talk to their parents every day. Yeah. One of my, my friend, your friend too, probably Danik Dupel, yeah. talks to his parents every day. Aww. You know, th- that, that sort of relationship, I, I'm, I'm, I'm envious of, and my mom's probably watching this going, well, you can call me, Don, I'm yeah, here anytime. exactly. I know, mom, sorry, I'll call you. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that is such a, it's such a beautiful thing to hear that, that, that your dad's checking in on you every day. Oh, yeah. You know, how long has he been doing that? Um, well, since the, since the stroke. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So, Not, I mean, before that, we still talked, yeah. you know, three, four times but a week. There's but there's got to be like this, this, this level of like, preciousness to every day now oh yeah more than ever before that was a i mean like i said it it was a horrible thing that happened but the fact that it happened at that time and that we could be home and get through that together as a family you know Mm. the fact that my mom wasn't alone and the fact that we did make it through and came out the other side and not that dad's 100 percent yet but we're all really hopeful he'll make a a full recovery Mm. i i think he's just stubborn as hell so it's gonna happen right um yeah it's it's pretty amazing and i think it it brought us so much closer like i said i mean we Mm -hmm. talked before but it's kind of next level now we're we're closer than we've ever been so pretty nice you and chad chadley as you affectionately (laughs) called him earlier on or as my nephews call him chatty butt your your partner chad um so you're now out of the house and kind of elsewhere now in toronto okay we've been back back in in toronto for since february okay yeah, we ended up staying a year, a whole yeah. year. Whew. So yeah, I love you, you mom and dad. Yeah, that, you guys sleep in your own room or yeah. have separate rooms? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chad, you yeah, never, yeah. you're down the hall. No, we have twin beds <laughs> beside each other. And, oh, my gosh. No, we actually um, we built a little studio. You know what? It was horrible in so many ways, but mm. it also gave us time to to build a little studio. Right, right. And we made so many demos, which actually led to my first major label right. deal too. Yeah, like there yeah. were so many little blessings through that right. whole crap year or two years. Mm. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, 
It was good, but uh, I'm really happy to be back in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the country, but um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, with the, with the pandemic too, you throw it, you throw that in the mix of all of this. Like, like yeah. that is another level of of just stress, and uh, like the whole world seemed to be like, what is this thing? How do we deal with it? I remember thinking when it first came. Uh, you know, I've often said that for me, it was a real blessing in disguise because I don't have this slow down button. I like take on way too many things. Yeah. I, you know, I'm always like trying to, you know, the, the commander of my own ship. So I was like, if, if anything's going on, it's because I, I'm manifesting it or I'm putting it into place. Right. And so when COVID said everything stops, I was like, okay, I could be dad now and yeah. I can just be home. And, and it was kind of like, again, really good to be able to do that. I mean, it, by July, August, I really missed not being yes. able to go on the road and do stuff. But I also see like it was a really beautiful gift for me to be full on dad and just be with my kids yeah. nonstop. And and they loved it too because it wasn't like I was gone every other weekend. And, yeah. you know, so it's just it's it really offered some a different kind of stability. You know, the yeah. blessings in disguise that have come out in the last couple of years, um, you know, COVID has been a part of that in a weird, it, strange way. I feel like I feel the exact same mm. way. It was for us to be home and not only have that time with my, my parents, but my nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen your posts. About them, yeah, yeah. I love, I love yeah. my nephews. They're, they're my, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're my little world there. And, um, it was really special to have that extra time with them and actually get to watch them grow up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, that was great. But yeah, just to have the time to, like you said, you know, I don't always have that stop button either the mm. <laughs> slow down uh it, it made me write way more mm. than i ever would have when we and were it made me road. wipe more bums than i ever would have there hey me, me too i wiped a <laughs> lot of butts not just chad's but uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part chad we're, we're not cutting it we're gonna keep He's that used to it yeah. um <laughs> uh i was gonna say um thinking about switching gears here for a second yeah. because um, I've been married 18 years this Holy. year. Holy. Yeah. Do you get like an award for that? I think at 20, you get an award. I don't know. I don't what's, know what what's the is. 18, like, you know, how every year has a, yeah, I don't know what something 18 special. Is. 18 is extra gay hairs. <laughs> that's what 18 is. Wow. Well, um, Chad, Chad and I have been together five. He's getting the extra gray hairs. Right. So uh, maybe we're getting ours early. I bring this up because, and I don't even know where I want to go or how I want to get into this with you, but I, I, I didn't Let's even know this. I didn't even know this, but you were Let's married. Get the coffee. Get the coffee. You were married before. <sighs> I, I didn't know that you were married. I, that's a, I, I've known you for a couple of years. And I didn't know that was a piece of your story. Yeah. Your song, Church, does that have anything to do with that? Yes. Okay. That's all, right. all about that. Okay, so, so don't go to uh, a lot of folks in my world have always loved my song uh, uh church church right? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and better. Pe- no no way i i wouldn't agree with you at all on that i i heard you sing your version of church mm-hmm. uh and it was just brilliant and beautiful and uh it's one of those songs that wrecks you when you hear it right because it was just like it talks about splitting up and yeah. who gets the church it's yeah. the big line go listen to it um and uh I don't know where to begin. Like, so you were married to somebody, were, were they in the industry as well? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. We don't um, have to name names or anything. No, I don't need to get into I'm, that. But, I'm fine. But yeah, when did you get married? I was young. I was 21 when we started dating, I think. Okay. 22 when we got engaged. Uh, 23, or maybe 22 when we got mm. married. I just okay. too young. <laughs> well, yeah. I shouldn't say that because you're doing well. Um, yeah. Working uh, on it. Well, 
you're nailing it. Um, yeah, I got married a little too young, and mm. I um, we were really we were really happy for for a long time, and mm. then um, it was tough because we were we were both in a band together, and we were oh, doing what we loved okay. together, and mm. it just became it became a little too hard mm. for him to keep up with that. And he kind of fell out of love with music. And um, honestly, that's kind of where things fell apart. Was music the spark that brought yes, you together? That's what brought oh, us together. Okay. And, uh, you know, he was the responsible one. He got a real job and um, kind of let me live my own little, go off to Nashville, do this, mm. do that. And we just... We we drifted over mm. the years, and uh, I was spending a lot of time in Nashville, and then wanted to move to Toronto, and he didn't want to move to Toronto, and so we tried to do the long distance thing for a while, and mm. it it just uh, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't understand how people do it. To be honest, I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm a needy person, and um, <laughs> hmm. sorry, Chad. that's that's a big that's a big thing to admit, though. Too, I I, I am yeah. I uh, I'm. Totally fine to admit that. But you don't but. strike me as a high maintenance. Need. No, you, you just strike me as somebody who wants to be a companion and snuggle. And snuggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want right. to order Uber Eats and <laughs> watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. and you, it sucks to do that by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's fine sometimes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do like my alone time too. Right. But no, it 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 just kind of it fell apart, and it was really mm. tough because I was the one that pulled the plug in. Um, right. So I got, I'm from a very small town. We're both from the same small town. So mm. I'm kind of the one that got blamed for everything. And I felt like I couldn't go home for a long time. So the whole, the whole town probably, obviously, because everybody knows everybody's business and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go home for a long time. I was okay. really scared. And if I did, I would just avoid, from, I'd right. avoid going out or anything. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of guilt associated with that. And uh, it took me a really long time to forgive myself and get get mm. over that and and realize that it takes two and mm-hmm. uh the you know the toughest thing was losing our my our friends and family that we had built over the mm. eight eight god i can't even remember now mm. yeah eight year yeah eight years nine years together mm. um so you know i we had nieces we had nephews on my side but mm. um that was that was hell, man. It was yeah, yeah. awful. Like all the all the friends that we made, I don't really keep in touch with them that much. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, some of them have been great, but it was it was really tough. And the other hard thing was the fact that we were in a band together. That was my security blanket, really. Like. Um, Adam Anders and I were, we were in a band called the Claytones and uh, we toured together for eight plus years. And when that dissolved or when our marriage fell apart, that dissolved too. And um, I, I didn't feel confident enough on my own to, to go out and, and tackle the world and, and do it. And so it was, um, it took me a really long time to build up that confidence to realize that I can do this mm. on my own. And looking back, it was the best thing that, I mean, awful, but the best thing that happened to me to um, 
become the artist that I am now. Mm -hmm. I think that I needed to do that to realize that I can do this on my own and I am strong enough. And, uh, it was a, it was a weird time. It was definitely really, really tough, but. Well, that, that story of, of being in love, being together and finding out that it's not going to be forever. That's a pretty common story, unfortunately. Right? It is. I always, I'm always curious, like, you know, this show being called Through the Fire. Mm-hmm. What is it that in those dark times, like I know I'm joking when I say it was Ted Lasso that got you through with your dad, but like, <laughs> um, you know, it seemed like it was very community, family, togetherness, that idea of building these moments and memories together. But in this scenario, in this story with your, you know, the divorce, um, what did you cling to? Do you remember what you were clinging to at that season, yeah, season in your life? Um, I, I left Nashville and moved to Toronto and I moved in with two of my best friends, uh, two of my best guy friends that were in the Ottawa music scene. And um, they kind of, they were the ones that really got me through that. Mm. We, we had a lot of fun together. And then writing, I just started mm. writing my ass off. And um, that's where all the material for Love Wins, my EP that came out in 2020, where all that stuff came from. Mm. Um, so writing was so therapeutic for me at the time. It was kind of, it was easier to write about it than it was to talk about it. It was kind of before I was going to therapy, before I was admitting to things being mm. so crap. Um, I think I just sort of powered through for a while. And so writing was the one time that I could just be vulnerable and let it all out. Um, but like I said, I'm just... I'm, I'm grateful that I took that chance and, and moved to a new city, made new friends and, um, ultimately, you know, learned how to be a performer and a Mm -hmm. writer and a, just to be in this industry on my own, stand on my own two feet. And then a year later I met the greatest human (laughs) and (laughs) fell in love very unexpectedly. We were friends Mm -hmm. for months before that was even a thought in our minds. Uh, We were, we were friends for quite a while and then, um, yeah, it just sort of clicked. Mm. And, uh, the ultimate love story. I've never been happier in my life. It's just amazing. Mm. I didn't know that I could feel this way. It's especially after going, I, I think there's also like a bit of, you punish yourself a little bit after right. going through a divorce. You, mm. um, you don't think that you deserve it again. Mm. Almost, it's like, well, you've screwed up once. Why do you get a second chance? Right. right. So I, I think that for a while I didn't really let myself do that, mm. and uh, then it just happened so naturally. But what what what's this this idea that's running through my head as you speak is that. You know, brokenness isn't what defines us. You know, you don't have to stay there. You can go beyond that. And sometimes that season of brokenness is what's sort of the birth to the next exactly. chapter of your life. And well, I mean, the toughest materials, right? They're forged in mm. under pressure. Yeah. And you don't, the beautiful thing is you don't realize it when it's happening. It mm. feels like the world is crumbling around you mm. and um, you survive. <laughs> you make it through and you're always stronger on the other side. You just, For me. That's the, that's, that's the whole idea on the show. Yeah. Is just helping people get through to the other side because it's stories like yours that 
I think a lot of people will listen to and hear and go, oh, I'm not defined by this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing sucks. This thing's hard. It happened. But, you know, you, you can move past it. And on mm-hmm. the other side of that, there might be some something more beautiful and, and greater than you've ever imagined. Oh. You know? And that's what you are. You're, you're a living example of that. So. There's a question I like to ask all my guests. Uh, and uh, it's just I, I'm always interested in what's inspiring you. Is there a book or a podcast or a documentary or show that you're, we know Ted Lasso, but, yes. um, which is also, it's a very inspiring show. We, we, we love it at our house too, but um, is there something that you would point me towards that I should check out? I'd love to know if there's any suggestions. Um, I, Fred Penner suggested Smartless to me. That's what his suggestion Oh, is, so. it is great. I listened to it already. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, it's so amazing. <laughs> I love all of those guys. Yeah, we listen to that on road trips. Um, David Sedaris, all, like any David Sedaris book, it has, I don't yeah, know I read a, I read a few of him. I think what's the one I'm reading right now? Me, me talk pretty someday. Uh, he is <laughs> hilarious. He deals with, he writes about real life, about okay. his life and all of the worst stuff that happens and somehow makes it so hilarious and okay. so heartfelt. So some Ted Lasso vibes there where Me like talk pretty someday. I think that's I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to <laughs> okay. look at the cover, but Say yeah. the name is or D- David Sedaris. David Sedaris. Okay. Yeah. Great writer. Um, I've read three or four of his books in the last year. Thank you, Kelly Prescott for coming well, to hang with me and chat a bit. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Pleasure's nice to see mine. you. By the way, my next guest is a multi-instrumentalist and R&B musician from Tatasquayak Cree Nation here in Manitoba. Sebastian Gaskin. As I always say, it takes a village to run things here at Through the Fire, and I want to thank my village. Executive producer, Sarah Burke. Administrators, Lori Brown and Alan Grayeyes. Video and audio design by Chris Godry and his team at 44 Films. Feisty creative for their design work. Social media support by Johnson Design Company. And last, but far from least, I want to thank our technical producers, Matt Kundle and Evan Serminski from the Sound Off Media Company. I look forward to sharing more great conversations just like this one on the next Through the Fire. You see the light. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.